Hey, it's the Baldy Bishops. Alright, Alan. Hey, man. Alright, man. <laughs> How you doing? I'm well. Uh, so just to be straight, we're recording this one right after the the one before because <laughs> we haven't been doing this for a long time and we want to get caught up for Colossians. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story about my airport journey <laughs> to make this look like a natural uh, conversation that we're having today. Um, you, your flights all went well? Yeah, for a change. That's that, that yeah. never happens. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm like. That that never happens to me. I I track disaster. So, <laughs> well, it's rubbing off on me, man. You must have given over. I think I did. I'm we, sorry. Yeah, we were in the Netherlands. <clears throat> we decided with our friends to drive to Antwerp in Belgium for the day. The day that we were flying, I was a bit nervous about it. But I thought, you know what, the flight's at ten. We'll be grand. Um, and then we got back into the Netherlands. We're meant to get one train directly to the airport. As we get to the train station, that that train's cancelled. So we're like, oh, it's fine. We'll just get another train that that stop off and then switch and get on to the next train. No problem. So we get on the train. We get to the first stop. In Dutch, the guy comes on and says, yeah, this train's not going anywhere. We're going back. Um, you're going to have to find other ways to get to wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. So we get off. Don't know where we are. No idea what to do. <laughs> we get on another train. Um, it's going to get us somewhere. We get off where we're supposed to get off to get the next train. That train's cancelled. It's just endless, man. It, all day that was happening. Um, we got up to, we find a way to get to Amsterdam, got to Amsterdam, um, missed the train because we were four minutes delayed on the train, missed one train, finally got another train and uh, got to the airport. And uh, yeah, Victoria got into special security for hiding sunglasses <laughs> by, ac- by accident, <laughs> disgrace. The whole security stops for Victoria. Wow. Um, and then our plane was delayed because the police had to get on and get some guy off and all. So mm. really mental day, but we're, we got home, you know, and I just wrote on the church chat, like, you know, it's mental, but God got us home and mm. life is mental at times, chaotic and crazy and out of our control, but God's going to get us home. That's, Man. that's what big part of Philippians is about in verse six. You know, he's going to mm. complete that work and bring us home one day because we're citizens of the kingdom. Mm. So that was a nice segue. There we go. Look at that. So uh, we're in Philippians. We're doing the one another stuff. Uh, we did chapter one and halfway through chapter two last week, or actually an hour ago or 20 minutes ago. But I mean, a few weeks ago, we did it on Wednesday night. Um, we looked at how to walk worthy of this, of our citizenship in the gospel, how to live as if Jesus is really changing our hearts, how to rejoice the apostle's heart while he was facing death in prison, how to follow Jesus. And it was all about one another, how we live in community with one another today then we're in uh the second half of chapter two to begin with we're going to finish philippians today um so yeah verse 12 to 16 we're not read we'll not read it for time's sake but um paul says in verse 12 uh begins with therefore so there we go therefore so um what jesus did uh in humbling himself and what god did as a response that god the father in highly exalting him therefore my mm. beloved, um, mm. work out your salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So what, do you, what does it mean to work out our salvation? Well, what it doesn't mean is to work for your salvation. Yep. It does not mean to earn your salvation. 
Um, my understanding of it is the outworking of that which has been put in. Absolutely, man. Brilliant. So we outwork what God's already worked in us. Mm. Um, work out your own salvation, <clears throat> fear and trembling. Uh, you and I are reading a good book, Rejoice and Tremble. Well, I, I'm reading it with Victoria. You're, you've got it, I think. Or you got it. You were going to order it. You, yeah, you've yeah, ordered yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> <cool>. yeah. <laughs> um, because it is God who works in you, right? Mm-hmm. So work it out what God's working in. So cultivate what God's working in you. Um, so yeah, it's not working for my salvation. It's not working out whether or not I'm saved or not. Mm-hmm. It's working out what God is working in. Um, mm-hmm. Verse, verse three, 13 speaks into that, doesn't yeah, it, actually? Yeah, yeah. It's God who works in me, what? So what is God working in me? Um, the desire and the ability. <laughs> it's not so good, man. Yeah. I love, this is one of my favorite verses. I think I'm going to preach this passage in, in London next week. Um, it's God who's working in me, the will, which means the desire, and to do, which means the strength or the ability. Both the desire to obey God and the strength to obey God comes from God. The mm. desire to obey him comes from him. Mm. I, I can't even boast in my desire yeah. to please God. That comes from God. Mm. Um, so God's working in me, the desire and the strength to, to bring him good pleasure, verse 13, and what is that going to look like? Well, before we get what it looks like, because I just want to build it up a bit more, mm-hmm. we'll get verse 15 and 16, right? Yeah. So whatever this is, whatever this thing is that we're going to work out, if we if we do it, then we will become, verse 15, blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. So whatever this thing is, which means, whatever it means to work out what God's working in us, um, if we do it, we live as if it's true that we are blameless and innocent children of God. We're shining lights mm. in a world of darkness. Verse 16 says, holding fast the word of life. Other translations said, hold forth the word of life. Mm. Um, so, so whatever is in between verses 13 and 15 is like very important and descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> right? So just, just clamping it down, man. God's working something powerfully in me. The desire to do this thing, the strength to do this thing. Mm. Verse 15, if I do it, I will have an incredibly bright testimony mm-hmm. to the world of darkness around me. Mm-hmm. Or we, I should say, we will have an incredibly bright testimony to the world around us, right? Because we'll shine like, we'll shine in the world and we'll hold forth the word of God, which is the gospel, to the lost. So, whatever it means. It's a powerful testimony. So the question is, what is it? What does Paul think it looks like to work out the powerful work that God's working in me and so shine brightly and hold out the gospel in a dark, crooked, perverse world? Verse 14, what is it? Do all things without complaining and disputing. That's <laughs> not mad. Yeah. Like, again, it goes back to this, like, what, 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 what is it going to be? What's it going to be? It's very simple. Do all things without complaining. Do all things without disputing. Mm. So complaining can also be... Uh, grumbling, discontent, murmuring, finding fault. Um, that 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 word, that idea of finding fault really convicted me recently. Um, and then disputing, which is translated also arguing and bickering with one another. Mm-hmm. So Paul, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, is telling us that the number one way, the number one way to work out our salvation, cultivate what God's working in, the number one thing that God wants to give us the desire and strength to do the number one way to shine brightly in a dark world, the number one way to hold out the gospel to the lost is to live with one another without finding fault in one another and without bickering with one another. Wow. 
<laughs> so working out your salvation looks like um, look, looks like being in a relationship with someone where there's no fighting and no bickering, no finding complaining fault. about them, yeah. finding fault in them. Wow. It's not. That's profound. It's it's convicting, man. Because yeah. this is not how I live my life all the time. Nope. Um, I think about my marriage relationship. I think about working with you. I think about um, friendships. <clears throat> I think about people in the church. I, this is not me consistently all the time. Yeah. But it's what God is powerfully working in Alan Campbell. Both the desire to live this way and the strength to live this way. Mm. So here's here's another way to say this. If you're full of grumbling and you're quick to find fault in your brothers and sisters, you are not working out your salvation. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're resisting the work that the Holy Spirit's trying to do in you. Yeah. Which, which makes you, um, at odds with the Holy Spirit, which is, yeah, it's yeah, really big implications. Man. Yeah. So yeah, a grumbling person, someone who's finding fault, someone who's always getting bent out of shape about stuff. <clears throat> someone who's bickering, discontent, murmuring is not working out the salvation is not powerfully working it out. What God is powerfully working in them both the desire and strength. So there you go, man. That's powerful mm. stuff. Yeah. So that's one another stuff again. Like, <laughs> but it's, so, it's, it's the thing with this one another stuff is it's, it's so simple, but it's like, that was incredibly profound, mm -hmm. but it's, it's really, really simple mm -hmm. is that God is trying to work in you, this work of being Christ-like among your brothers and sisters. And what that looks like is not grumbling and complaining. That sounds insanely simple. Yeah. But it's actually really profound because yeah. sometimes when you strip things away and make it really simple, it's like, okay, well, God's not trying to confuse me. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty yeah. straightforward stuff. Yeah. But man, think about it, bro. Like, well, I'm busy doing ministry. Um, I've got so much to do. I've, I know my theology. I'm busy defending against heresy. Um, I, I'm like, I'm full on with this program. And we think all those things give us as an excuse and that justifies the fact that we don't live out verse 14. I, I used to think that. Mm -hmm. I, I used to live that way where I thought if, if someone is theologically um, in error, mm -hmm. I can treat them with disdain, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, even if they profess the name of Christ. Yeah. Even so if, if I see brother, someone yeah. that is not theologically like me, I have the license to mistreat that person. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of like the culture that I yeah. you know, was saved into. You know? Yeah. So church family, listening along and those outside of our church family, this is it. Verse 14, do all things, all things mm. without complaining, which is grumbling, discontent, murmuring and finding fault and all things without disputing, which is arguing and bickering. Mm. And that not just in the church family, but in your home life, mm. in your work life, in your friendship life and whatever, that's that's the way we're being called to live. So mm. very good. All right. Uh, we get to verse 19 to 21. And I find this really challenging. Uh mm. But Paul's going to send Timothy. Uh, that's what he says. I'm going to send Timothy to you guys. And he says, verse 20, I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Right? Mm -hmm. So this guy, Timothy, really is going to genuinely care for your state. Then we get to verse 21. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So if you if you put that together, Paul Paul's saying here, that for me, for, for Timothy to genuinely seek the welfare of his brothers and sisters mm. is to seek the things of Christ. Yeah. And what does that mean for you and me? It means for me to genuinely seek the things of Christ is to seek sincerely the welfare of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, and that is, that's, that's, that's what it says, right? Yeah, yeah. It's right there. Yeah. 
Say that again. To seek, to seek. So if I'm if I'm sincerely seeking the things of Jesus Christ, then I will genuinely be concerned about the welfare of my brothers and sisters. That's so good, man. Yeah. Not just on Sunday, but yeah. on daily life. That's what it says. So this seeking the things which are of Jesus Christ is is my brothers and sisters. That's yeah. my family, my church. That's yeah. Jesus Christ, Ephesians. We looked at it yesterday. He gave us life for the church. And I'm now part of this church, giving my life for mm. my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, I sincerely care for the state of my brothers and sisters or the welfare, which means to seek the things of Jesus Christ. I'm just thinking of how co- counterintuitive that is to to the world, because a lot of times when from 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 like the the world's worldview or whatever, if if you're thinking about someone going off and becoming this like spiritually heightened person, you're thinking about someone going. As a monk, yeah, yeah, and going recluse. away, yeah, good. recluse. I've mm. gone away for two years into the mountains, and I've come back, and now I'm like That's so spiritual. <laughs> but but the the Bible flips that. It says the, the greatest way that you can progress spiritually is to actually, um, yeah, be in community with one another yeah. and learn to do things without grumbling, but also seek the welfare of others. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. So so verse fourteen is the negative. Mm-hmm. Do all things while you're complaining and disputing, and you mm-hmm. can sit there. And be like, well, I don't, I, I don't do that. I just keep myself to myself. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the positive aspect of it is to sincerely, <clears throat> genuinely care for the welfare of your brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not neutral here. You know, I don't moan. It's like, well, are you genuinely concerned about your brothers and sisters and yeah. seeking their welfare? Yeah. So flipping on the negative again, if you're not seeking the welfare of your church family, the individuals of your church family, then you are not seeking the things of Christ. Yeah, and you're not you're not functioning like a spiritually mature person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Yeah. Right. So that's chapter two. We're gonna flip over. We're gonna skip <clears> chapter <throat> three because there's not the one another stuff. It's good stuff on the true gospel message. Um, but we get to chapter four and we get to verse two to verse three first of all. Um, so uh, Paul takes this general principles he's been teaching throughout Philippians so far. And he brings it into a specific scenario in the church at Philippi. There's two women. I don't know how to say their names properly. Yodi and Syntyche, I'm going to guess. Um, is that, what did you say? What did you I would have said Syntyche. Syntyche. I don't know. Okay. Scientech. <laughs> I don't know. It probably is Scientech. I don't know. Uh, anyway, these two women um, who, were, who were once close to each other and to the Apostle Paul, for some unknown reason, have now fallen out with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Mm-hmm. I urge you. Sorry, verse two. I implore you, and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord, and I urge you to to make that to like sort of add your weight to this reconciliation process mm-hmm. between these two ladies. So it's of the same mind in the Lord. Um, so it's not you know there's obviously a disagreement here. And he's not saying, Yodi, agree with Syntyche, or Syntyche, agree with Yodi. He said, agree in the Lord. Be of the same mind, in the Lord, together. Um, anything significant come out to you in, in these two verses here? Well, I think it's um, coming kind of full circle to what we looked at, yes, uh, in, the, in, the previous, <laughs> in the previous one. Um, the same mind in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just last time we said the idea of being uh, Christ-like in our mindset is to be is to be humble and um yeah it's, it's so it's it's a call back to Christ likeness um, yeah. just just to start and then tr- true companion um help these women who labored in the gospel 
Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a call back to to the, a Christ like mindset, you know, yeah. in many ways. But yeah, and, and so these ladies, yeah, chapter one says, uh, "Walk worthy of the gospel, being of the same mind." So now they're not actually walking worthy of the gospel, and yet verse three says these women labored with me in the gospel. Mm. So they were preaching the gospel, helping Paul, ministering to Paul, whatever they were doing. They were like full-time involved in ministry, gospel ministry, but they were not walking worthy of the citizenship of the gospel at this mm. moment in time mm. because they're not in the same mind together in the Lord. Yeah, so You can be busy doing all the stuff, but you're not walking worthy of the gospel if you're not in unity with your brothers and sisters. That's good. And that, and that a lot of times we, we think of... Um, like toxic relationships are one-ended relationships. Mm. Now, now, like you, you and I should be serving in Christ our brothers and sisters without expecting anything in return. Mm. But it'll never be gospel community if it's one-sided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's just like a, it's a, a two-way street, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and and Paul says that in verse two. He says, "I implore Yodia," and then "and I implore Synthetie." So. He, he doesn't. He doesn't say I implore you to answer the chief. He says I implore and I implore, and, and the idea here is it doesn't matter who's at fault. You know, mm. uh, reconcile. You know, maybe Yuri went the wrong way on something, or annoyed, Sinti, or maybe Sintichi did something such and such a thing. It doesn't matter. Yuri, be of the same mind with Sintichi. Sintichi, be of the same mind with Yuri. Walk worthy mm. of the gospel, as we mm. looked at in chapter one, um, and then verse three. Everyone. At the church in Philippi, especially uh, this true companion, um, help this. Help these women reconcile together. Mm. Be, be part of the reconciliation process. Don't be taking sides. Help them reconcile because that's how to walk worthy of the gospel. So mm. there you go, man. Verse 2 to verse 3. Mm. Um, verse 5. I love this verse. Mm. Uh, you want to you get that one? Yeah, yeah. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Right. So the Lord is at hand. Some people believe it means he's just very present in the midst of the congregation. And most say the Lord is coming. You know, it's the mm. Lord's coming is at hand. Um, so, uh, right. How, so Paul says the Lord is at hand, right? Jesus is coming or Jesus is close. How do you live like that's true? It's the beginning of verse five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let your let your gentleness be known. That's it. To all men. Yeah. So, there you go. So, so regardless of what your eschatological position is, in, in other words, regardless of what you believe about the Lord's return, when you believe about the Lord's return, right, or how passionate you are about that, yeah. If you're not doing verse five, then you're living like you don't even yeah. believe what you're passionate about. Man, that's so good. You see people who are so passionate about eschatology, mm-hmm. and if they're not living gently amongst all men, mm-hmm. they're living like they're living as if that thing they're passionate about isn't even true. <clears throat> Yeah, that's crazy. That's that they're living like it's not yeah. true that yeah. that it's that the Lord is at hand, and yet they're so passionate about it. Mm. So, if, if the word gentleness means moderation or humility or kindliness, and it says let it be seen or known by all, in other words, have a reputation for mm. being a gentle, humble, kindly mm. person. Have that reputation. So, if you have a reputation for being harsh and unyielding and unkind. If people have to walk on eggshells around you, if people are afraid to get in your way, then you need to repent because that's not Jesus in you. That's your own flesh that you're meant to be crucifying and you're not living Mm. as if it's true that Jesus is coming back. So the the implications of that actually are, because so so the Apostle Paul says, uh, 
your epistles to be read of all. Mm. Um, so the implications of that, if if I'm not being a gentle person and I'm being a harsh person, what what my life is preaching is that Jesus isn't returning. Yeah, you're preaching that message. Yeah, Jesus is not coming back. That's you can be passionate about it, but your life is saying a different thing altogether. Man, that's that's powerful. That's sobering, isn't it? Yeah. So. Uh, and again, if that's you in verse five, um, unyielding, unkind, harsh, you're actually being an obstacle to all of the one another and stuff that we've been looking at. Mm. Um, if you don't have a reputation for being the opposite of gentle, sorry, I was all messed up there. <laughs> but what you said, yeah. Did you just lag? <laughs> I don't know. I did. did Alan just lag? <laughs> uh, yeah. If you, if you have the opposite, if you're opposite of gentle, then you're not living as if Jesus is returning. Mm. And and that's, mm. I mean, repent, confess it to Christ and let chapter two work out this salvation that he's working in you. Let him cult, let cultivate this desire and this strength that comes from from mm. God uh, to, to live this way, to have the, a better reputation. <clears throat> I think if, you know, Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, you had a reputation for being this nasty, selfish, unyielding, unkind person and mm. his reputation changed, you know, he, yeah. he, something happened in his life one day and it flipped and all of a sudden for years to come, he had a reputation of being you know, mm. a kindly, warm, gentle man. And that's what God can do. That's what the mm. gospel can do in you. Even if you've been a Christian for 15 years, repent, run to Christ and let him change you in this, in this area of your mm. life. Live like it's true that Jesus is coming back by letting your humility and your kindness and gentleness be known to all mm. men. Have that reputation. Mm-hmm. All right, we, we get uh, finishing up in verse, well, yeah, verse 16 to 18. Um, Paul is thanking them because they've sent him financial support again. Um, and then he says in verse 18, um, I have this, I'm full, I've received from Epaphroditus the things that you sent, a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice that's well pleasing to God. Mm-hmm. So what what is the implication here? Paul has received financial support from the church at Philippi, mm. and he says it's a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Mm. What's what's that all about with our one another and stuff we're looking at? Well, I mean, I think it's talking about our generosity. Mm-hmm. So how how generous I am. Um, so so when I'm generous to someone, it's like a sweet aroma. Yeah, to God. To God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. So so it's glorifying to God, living. With, with a humble, gentle disposition, glorifies God um, exaggeratedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently. And he's well pleased with it, right? <clears throat> yeah. um, he is well pleased when he sees us general, generously help one another. Um, so when, you, when you're helping your brothers and sisters with financial help or practical help or time, God receives that and counts it as if you're serving him. Mm. That's the one another stuff. This individualistic stuff is not scripture. This is what it looks like to please and serve God um, mm. in a well-pleasing way to be generous to your brothers and sisters who you're in need uh, at that time. Good, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just verse 21 to finish it off, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. This is a simple command. Um, greet them individually. Greet every saint. Um, giving each other the kindness of simply saying hello to one another. Um, that warmth on a Sunday morning gathering and the midweek um, during life together, just being just everyone. Nobody likes being left out, you know, nobody likes sitting off in the corner and not having people to talk to. Um, 
give each other the kindness of simply saying hello to one mm. another. Simple mm. way to live out this stuff. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's the letter to the Philippians. Absolutely full of one another commandments. So mm. break it down. How do we walk worthy as worthy citizens? How do we walk as worthy citizens of the gospel? How do we live as if we have the mind of Christ? How do we seek the things of Christ? How do we work out our salvation? How do we shine as lights in a dark world? How do we hold out the gospel to sinners? How do we live as if Jesus is near mm. one another? Man, the kindness of your presence. That's mm. like that's what it's getting us to. Mm. Here, you know, like mm. the the gentleness and kindness of of just your your presence around other believers yeah yeah so this is good news because jesus is working this on us and he's going to complete it and if you've seen in your life areas where you're like man i've i've messed this up i blew it run to him he knows all about it already and uh he is so quick to forgive Mm. and to to restore you and to start start this beautiful work in you of of making you more like what he's calling you to in philippians Mm. that's good can i give a footnote to close please um, the the name that we were struggling with earlier. Oh yeah, has two upsilons in it, so it's pronounced Suntuke. Suntuke. Yeah. There you go, man. I, <laughs> For I, future reference, I bow. I humbly bow to your superior knowledge. <laughs> <It's not> superior <laughs> knowledge. I just wanted to say it right. So uh, everyone listening, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah, is that the same? Well, we'll look it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll look it up. We'll let you know. <laughs> That'll be our segue next time. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Baldy Bishops podcast. If you wish to get a hold of us, you can reach us at baldybishops at gmail.com. Or just check us out on Facebook and Instagram on Blurton Baptist. Hey, do you want to go get an oatcake? Yeah, let's go up by